0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, we give thanks to You for Your holy written Word and for the anointing upon our ears to hear it accurately, our hearts to receive it, our minds to be open unto it. We thank You for enlarging our capacity to receive revelation, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and ability of all things that pertain to life and godliness. Thank You for utterance in the Holy Ghost to boldly proclaim the truth of Your Word and demonstration of the Spirit of power, that our faith would stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. As an act of our will, we choose to be attentive. We will not be distracted. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to notice that the Scripture here reveals the fact that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. Very quickly, let's just turn back to Matthew chapter 4. And what we want to do is to look at the Jesus of yesterday. Let's just get right down to it. Let's look at the Jesus of yesterday. How will we know or how can we know how Jesus was yesterday if we have no revelation? We must have a revelation given to us by God in order for us to know. Otherwise, we are uninformed people. Otherwise, we develop our own theories. Otherwise, we speculate. Think our own thoughts about Jesus and about how He was yesterday. When we talk about yesterday, I realize we can talk about way back, from the foundations of the world, where Christ, of course, always preexisted with the Father. But I'm not referring to that period of time. I'm referring to the yesterday of the Bible, in the time in which we live in the realm of life in which we live. The time when Christ took upon Himself the robe of flesh, became a man, Emmanuel, God with us, yesterday, meaning the yesterday of the Gospels. It's the only way you're going to find out how Jesus was yesterday is by looking into the Gospels because the Gospels represent the Jesus of yesterday. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 and Jesus and Jesus this is the Jesus of yesterday Matthew 4:23 went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people and his fame went throughout all Syria And they brought unto Him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy and He healed them. This Scripture reveals to us that the ministry of Jesus consisted of teaching, preaching, and healing. It included healing different kinds of diseases, and torments it included healing or delivering those who were possessed with devils it included delivering those who were lunatic and those that had the palsy that's the jesus of yesterday matthew chapter 8 beginning with verse 1 when he was come down from the mountain great multitudes followed him behold there came a leper worshiping him saying, Lord, if Thou wilt, Thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth His hand and touched Him, saying, I will be Thou clean. And immediately His leprosy was cleansed. The Jesus of yesterday was willing to heal. This Scripture emphatically reveals that fact. Jesus was willing to heal all those that came to Him. It's important we understand that God is not only able to heal, He is also willing to heal, and He's also eagerly yearning to deliver and to heal His people. That's the Jesus of yesterday. As we read on in verse 5, when Jesus, the same Jesus, the Jesus of yesterday of the Bible, was entered into Capernaum, There came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, and Jesus, Jesus of yesterday, in the realm of life in which we live, not beyond, in glory, Jesus who walked on this earth as a man, anointed of God, a prophet under the Old Testament, Jesus of yesterday. That came into contact with human beings on this earth as we are in contact with one another. Said to this man, I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. Once again, this reveals to us that the Jesus of yesterday was willing to heal people, always willing, readily willing. To heal those who came to Him. And not just for themselves, even for their loved ones, their family members. The centurion answered and said, I'm not worthy, Lord, that Thou shouldest come under my roof. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. I'm a man under authority, having sold under me. I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard, He marveled and said unto him, or unto them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east, west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of, of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness, and shall, shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus, this Jesus of yesterday, said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as you have believed, so be it done unto thee. So we see it included healing leprosy. We see it included healing the palsy. Grievously tormented with the palsy. And in verse 14, when Jesus, the same Jesus, came into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid in sick of a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. Even a fever. Jesus, the Jesus of yesterday, healed the lunatic. Healed the palsy. Healed Those that were possessed with devils and delivered those who were possessed with devil. Jesus healed the fever. Then when the evening came, in verse 16, they brought unto Him many that were possessed with devils. And He cast out the spirits with His word and healed all that were sick. All that were sick. That it might be fulfilled if it was spoken by Isaiah or Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Look at Matthew chapter 9. This is just one gospel. Many believers today wonder if there's much healing spoken of in the Bible. This is just one gospel. We're talking about the Jesus of yesterday. And the revelation that we have of the Jesus of yesterday is found in the Gospels. The Gospels are very important to us. They revealed to us the man of Galilee who walked the earth as a man anointed by God. who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him? Some say, why do you emphasize the healing and deliverance ministry so much? Because he went about teaching, preaching, and healing. And you'll see in the gospel here, according to St. Matthew, from chapter to chapter, scripture to scripture, he was concerned about delivering people and setting them free. He was concerned about meeting the needs of a hurting humanity. And he entered into a ship. This is Matthew's gospel. Chapter 9, verse 1. Came into his own city. Behold, they brought unto him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. The Jesus of yesterday recognized that sometimes before healing can come, sin must be dealt with. That's what he recognized. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore, think ye evil in your hearts. For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Go on down to verse 18. The same Jesus, the Jesus of yesterday, continues His ministry. Notice notice verse 18. While He spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler... And worship Him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay Thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose. Jesus arose. This reveals to me that the Jesus of yesterday was never too busy to minister to the needs of people. Every time someone came to Him... He always responded to them. Even in a large crowd, when blind men were sitting on the side of the road, saying and crying out, Jesus, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Everything stopped so that this Jesus, who is never too busy to minister to the needs of people, Could find out who was calling Him in faith. And go and minister to that need. He arose. Jesus arose. This Jesus of yesterday was always willing, always eagerly yearning, and never too busy to reach out to the needs of humanity. And Jesus arose and followed Him, and so did His disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came in, came behind him, and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Even though he realizes that this person's child is dead, and he has to get there to minister to this need... One person along the way touches him in faith with an issue of blood and there's still always sufficient power flowing from Jesus to meet that very need and to deliver that person. He can never be too busy. He can be be never too preoccupied with somebody else's need that he can't meet yours. He is always there. This is the Jesus of the Bible. Not the Jesus that people talk about today, who doesn't heal anymore, who doesn't perform any miracles anymore. This is the Jesus of yesterday, the Jesus of the Bible. We go on reading. The woman was healed or made whole from that hour. Jesus finally came to the ruler's house, saw the minstrels and the people making a noise. He said to them, give place. The maid's not dead, but sleepeth. They laughed in the scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose, and the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou Son of David, have mercy on us. When he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. And of course they spread it abroad throughout all the country. In verse thirty two, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil, and when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said he cast out devils through the Prince of the Devils, and Jesus, the same Jesus of yesterday, went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching, The gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Marvelous statements of truth. Can you visualize it? Can you see what Jesus was all about and is all about? Everywhere He went, this is the true Jesus. The Jesus of yesterday. The Jesus of the Bible. It didn't matter if it was an issue of blood. It didn't matter if it was death itself. It didn't matter if it was the palsy. It didn't matter if it was blindness, dumbness, deafness. It didn't matter what the condition was. It didn't matter if it was leprosy, lunacy. It didn't matter what the condition was. This Jesus of yesterday what about healing all who were oppressed of the devil? All who came to Him were delivered and were set free. Matthew 15. Matthew 14 first. And then we'll look at 15, Matthew 14 and verse 14. And Jesus, see, beloved, don't let someone else tell us about Jesus. Let the Bible tell us about Jesus. Amen. Let the Bible tell us about Jesus. And Jesus, everybody say Jesus. Jesus. This is Jesus, the Jesus of yesterday went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and He healed their sick. If healing is not that important, why is it that everywhere Jesus goes, He heals their sick? This Jesus of yesterday, this Scripture tells me, is so moved with compassion and has so much compassion for a hurting humanity... That everywhere He went, He healed their sick. He couldn't help but to heal their sick. We're not talking about if it be Thy will. We're talking about everywhere He went, He was so moved from within Himself with compassion. His compassion poured out of Himself, He healed their sick. And it didn't matter what sickness or what disease. It says He healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. We're not any more sickly today than they were back then. Did you know that? Or back then than we are today. There may be multitudes of hospitals throughout all this land and all over the world. But I tell you what, there's all kind of sick people in all the world. They need to be introduced to the Jesus of yesterday. you believe that? I believe that. Because this is the true Jesus. Let's go on. Matthew 14, 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of Him, they sent out into all the country round about. What to God that today we'd have the same knowledge of Him? What knowledge of Him? Well, when they had knowledge of Him, they sent out into all the country. What did they sent out into the country for? And brought unto Him all that were diseased. Marvelous. You think about that. Jesus is here. So what do they do? They send out all the country round about. Go find somebody that's sick. Go find someone that's diseased. And bring them here. Why did they do that? And besought Him that they might only touch the hem of His garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole the Jesus of yesterday if you touched him if you made vital contact with him you were made perfectly whole every whit whole Matthew 15:21 this is just one gospel now and keep in mind that the bible also says that if all the things He did were recorded, the world itself could not contain the books. These were just written so that we would believe. Can you imagine if every healing, every act of deliverance was recorded? The Bible said multitudes came to Him and He healed all that were sick. He went about destroying the works of the devil. Beloved, this is the Jesus that we have to see. Amen. This is the Jesus of yesterday. But very shortly, we're going to find out that He's the same Jesus of today. Matthew 15, beginning in verse 21. And then Jesus. Everybody say that name again. Don't you just love the sound of that name? Neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved, healed, delivered, and set free and preserved. Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. He answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, "'Send her away, for she crieth after us.' But He answered and said, "'I'm not sent but the lost sheep of the house of Israel.' Then came she and worshipped Him, saying, "'Lord, help me.' But He answered and said, "'It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs.' And she said, "'Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table.' Then Jesus answered and said unto her, "'O woman, great is thy faith.' Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Jesus of yesterday recognized and acknowledged faith in action. He recognized that although she was not in the covenant, and the covenant benefits did not belong to her, however, she found a way as a basis or a foundation to obtain faith, she did it. Jesus recognized it and recognized that regardless whether or not she was of the house of Israel, under the covenant, having family rights, covenant rights, legal rights, it didn't matter. He recognized that the woman was full of faith. Thank God that when, that when faith calls, heaven answers. Jesus recognizes faith in action. It may not appear to you or to me that someone is operating in faith, but, beloved, know this, that when someone does act in faith toward God, heaven knows and heaven answers. Because without faith, you can't please God. And this pleased God. Let me tell you something. Jesus was well pleased with what she said. Also, the Jesus of yesterday acknowledges or acknowledged then that Healing is the children's bread. Deliverance is the children's bread. That's what it said. That's what He said. I didn't say it. He said it. The Jesus of yesterday recognized and acknowledged that healing and deliverance is the children's bread. It belongs to the children of God. Well, beloved, if she can get her daughter healed on the crumbs, what can we do with the whole loaf? I said, what can we do with the whole loaf? We've got the whole loaf. The bread that came down from heaven is ours. It belongs to us. Oh, thank God. They had to type back then. But we've got the fulfillment. We've got the reality of it. We've got Jesus in our hearts. So Jesus departs from that place. Can you see this? Are you flowing with it? I mean, He goes from that place to the next place. Well, where does He go? Jesus departs from thence, came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee, went up into a mountain, and sat down there. And now, now I've heard of a multitude of people. Have you ever heard of a multitude of people? It's a lot of people, isn't it? But now notice this next verse, verse 30. And great multitudes, great multitudes came unto Him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed. Body parts removed. And many others. Now think about that last one, many others. It names a few, but then it talks about many others. Who knows what they had. And they cast them down. The Bible talks about casting your care upon Him, doesn't it? Would to God that we would so see Jesus, the Jesus of yesterday, as being the same today, so that every time we have a need, we can just cast our care upon Him. That He may care for us. They cast them down at Jesus' feet. They cast them down at His feet, and He healed them. In so much that, when the multitude, that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, the blind to see. And what about the many others? I'd say that the many others were also delivered, wouldn't you? And they glorified the God of Israel. Hallelujah. And if we took time to read through the rest of this gospel itself and go through all the other gospels that reveal different things that happened that took place under Jesus' ministry, I don't know how anybody can possibly say, I've read the gospel or the gospels and I don't see where there's a whole lot of healing. I don't see where there's an emphasis on healing and deliverance. Beloved, Jesus Himself said, the Jesus of yesterday said that the Spirit's anointing is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the deliverance of the captives, becoming a sight to the blind, to set at liberty of the bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know what? He didn't say He sent me to build the biggest building I could possibly build. Did He? No. He sent me to meet the needs of humanity, to reach out to the needs of a hurting people. That's the ministry of Jesus. That's the Jesus of yesterday. But I want you to see something in the book of Hebrews, chapter chapter three, Hebrews chapter three, and look at verse seven. The Jesus of yesterday is a healing Jesus. Was a healing Jesus. When He walked upon this earth and came into contact with hurting humanity, He always reached out to deliver people and to set them free. It didn't matter if it was leprosy, blindness, dumbness, whether they were maimed, had body parts removed. They were restored to wholeness once again. We saw the, the man who, who came to arrest Jesus. We saw the ear was cut off by Peter. We saw the ear put back on, either put back on the same one or a recreation of another one by the Lord Jesus Christ. We heard of a man who either just couldn't see or he had no eyeballs in his sockets. Jesus reached down and spit on the dirt and made clay of the spittle. Just like He created from the very beginning man's body from the dust of the earth, He probably created him some eyeballs. Put them in the sockets and said, Go wash ye in the pool of Siloam. And He went, washed, and came back seeing. This is the Jesus of yesterday. And I can just hear people saying, Oh, would to God that, that we lived when Jesus did. Would to God that we could walk the earth when He walked the earth. Beloved, we have something better than that. That same Jesus of yesterday is alive in you and me today. And if He can do that from without, how much more can He do from within? And if the same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you and me, can He not also quicken our mortal bodies as He raised up the body of Jesus from the dead? Yes, He can. We have so much more, beloved, than what they had. Look at verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith... Everybody say with me today. Say it again. "today." Today. Notice it says, Today if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart. Go on down to verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Everyone say today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Go on down to verse 15. While it is said today, everyone say today. 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 Harden not, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Today is an expression used to emphasize the now or present time. The expression today is used to emphasize the period of time in which we live, beginning with the book of Acts. Yes, we could say technically it's talking about present tense time. Present tense time. Today. Even though today was tomorrow, according to back then, today is today to you and me. Right? Do you see that? Tomorrow's going to come, but tomorrow it'll be today. Won't it? I said, won't it? One of my sons asked me that one day and said, Daddy, is, is, is today tomorrow? And I says, what are you talking about, is today tomorrow? I said, today's today, son. He said, is today tomorrow? I said, what are you talking about? He said, Daddy, you said, to, you said that you promised me that tomorrow you would do this for me. Is today tomorrow? And I looked at him and I said, yes, son, today's tomorrow, so let's go do it. We know there is a, f- a future... We know that. There is an eternity. But we are living in the present. We are living in today. Yesterday, Jesus walked the earth in the Gospels. But beginning with the book of Acts, He departed from the earth. And we are living in that same present today dispensation. Do you see that? Dispensational time hasn't changed yet. Beginning with the book of Acts. From the resurrection of our Lord, His ascension and seating at the right hand of the majesty on high. We are still living in the today. And so when here the writer says today, if you'll hear His voice, don't harden your heart. He's talking about today. Although it may be tomorrow, it is still today to you. It's still today as far as I am concerned. This is the day of which He speaks. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday... Jesus Christ is the same today. If that's true, let's turn to the book of Acts and find out. Acts, chapter 3. When Jesus departed from the scene, when He left this realm that we call the natural realm, the physical realm in which we live, seemingly, at least according to the Jews, everything was back in order again. Everything is okay now because He's gone. What can He do down here now? He's departed from this realm of life. Well will go and influence the people once again to believe in Judaism. Well, the day of Pentecost came. Certain things transpired. The disciples are filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to proclaim that the Jesus you killed yesterday, the same Jesus... That you hung on that tree. The same Jesus that you crucified is the same Jesus that God raised up from the dead, and He is alive today. The day in which we live, the very present hour of time, He is alive today. Say with me, Jesus is, alive. Jesus is alive. He said Himself, I am He that liveth and was dead. But behold, now I am alive forevermore. He's talking about the present hour. The present time in which they lived, in which we live, for dispensational time has not changed as of yet. Thank God we're living in the present. We're living in the today. We're living in the hour that they live back there in the book of Acts. When Peter and John in verse 1 went together to the temple about the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, a certain man was lame for his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And you know the story. They saw them about 10 into the temple. He asked an alms. And Peter said, fasting God's with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them or of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Are you ready for it? What did he have to give? In the name. You ready for it? The Jesus of yesterday walked the earth, but the Jesus of today lives within our hearts. And in His name, He is still living. In His name, He is still healing. In His name, He is still delivering. The power that He possessed when He walked the earth is all wrapped up in His name. And that name, when breathed over this fellow who could not walk, who never walked from his mother's womb, instantly was made whole once again. And in verse 16, the Bible says, His name through faith in His name had made this man strong whom you see and know. Jesus is the same. Jesus proved Himself to be the same in the power of His name. In Acts chapter 4, after they were taken in question... After they were threatened, don't you dare preach or teach in that name any longer. Why do they say that? Because apparently He is still alive. Apparently He is still doing the things that He did. But the way to do it is through His disciples as they breathe out His name. As they proclaim the power of His name. Beloved, we've got to catch the vision of Jesus, the Jesus of yesterday. Why? So that we can recognize that He is the same today. And the day in which we live, we can speak His name and expect the same things wrought or done that He did when He walked the earth. He has not changed. Man has changed, but He has not changed. Man's needs have never changed. Man's ideas, man's theology, man's thinking, man's understanding, religion, and all that changes people. But, beloved Jesus Christ has never changed. He is the same today, right here and right now in this present hour. He is the same. And they recognize that. Look at verse 30. They prayed to God. And they said, O Lord, by... Chapter 4, verse 30. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done. By the name, by the name, by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken when they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke the Word of God with boldness. Chapter 5 and verse 12, By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Chapter 5, verse 15, In so much that they brought forth the sick into the street, they laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folks. Notice, they went out, locating the sick, bringing them all in to the streets where Peter was. And when they brought them in, they were delivered and set free. And them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. This proves, once again, even, beloved, let's put it this way. When Jesus walked the earth, all those things were wrought and done because of His compassion, and also it proved His deity. Because He said, if you don't believe me, believe the works that I did, because man has never done what I've done. Man never did what I, has never had happened, or has never done anything that I've done upon this earth. You ready for this? Even more so today in which we live. This day, even more so. We need to have those manifestations of the glorious power of the living God to prove not only the compassion of our Lord, but to prove the deity of our Lord also. Do we serve a dead God? Or is this God that we serve the same? He's the same. Then if He is the same, beloved, He must be doing the same things. If He's not doing the same things, then He has changed. And Hebrews 13, 8 is not true. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And that's why they knew as they went out and breathed the name of Jesus over the sick people, they would be healed and delivered and set free. It was a common thing. To them it was a natural thing. An unconscious act of faith because they knew that's what Jesus was all about. We've got to get that same perception of Jesus. We've got to see Him that way. Do you see that? That's what Jesus was all about. They knew that. That's why they went out and they preached that name and laid hands on the sick. And in some cases, they prayed for the sick and got them healed before they ever got them saved. Because they knew that God would do it. Because that's what God's all about. That's what Jesus was all about. And so that's what happened here. He's the same. You ready for this one? Acts chapter 9 and verse 34. Acts chapter 9 and verse 34. Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost and power. He recognized that Jesus was the same yesterday. Jesus was the same even though He was resurrected from the dead. See, at the right hand of the Father, He had not changed. He is still the same. He's called upon. In verse 32, it came to pass, as Peter passed through all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there they found a certain man named Anus which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Anus, Jesus Christ, maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. Who made him whole? People said, look, He doesn't do it today because that all died with the apostles. Beloved, I thank God that Jesus has never died. Jesus is not dead. Jesus is still alive. He is still well. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever throughout all the eternal ages. He said, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Jesus Christ is still alive. He was not annihilated. He was not wiped out. He was not made extinct. He is alive. And Peter knew that and walked right up to that fellow and said, Jesus Christ, make it thee whole. Because he had the revelation of Jesus. Of who He was and what He did. And what He would continue to do. Beloved, Jesus Christ truly is the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and Forever. Yesterday He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. Yesterday He came and was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And sickness and disease is called in Acts 10.38, satanic oppression. Jesus came to destroy that work of Satan in the lives of people. That's what Jesus was all about. That's what Jesus is all about. And if you read right on through the book of Acts, you'll find out everywhere they went, every place they went, the disciples prayed for the sick. Even out there on that island after the boat wreck, the shipwreck that took place, Paul does what? He lays hands on the people to get delivered and set free. Beloved, is it that they understood and knew more about the healing power of God? Is it that they recognized that Jesus was the same morsel than we do today? Beloved, let's take inventory. Let's do some serious thinking. Do we see Jesus today as He was yesterday? in our own lives? Do we truly see Him today as He was yesterday? Do we have that same, same concept and perception of Jesus today as He was yesterday? Do we properly introduce the right Jesus to people when we witness to them and let them know about the things He has done and the things that He will do? Or have we diminished in our faith? Has our faith within our hearts diminished and we don't see Him as He truly is? Beloved, I believe He is the same today as He was yesterday. I believe He is doing today what He did when He walked on this earth. And I believe all the power is wrapped up in His name. And if we would just get a glimpse of the power and the glory that the Father invested in that name, we'd be doing the same identical things that Jesus did when He walked upon this earth. And that name would be doing the same identical things that Jesus Himself did when He walked on the earth. Beloved, He said, He that believeth on Me, the works that I do, shall he do also. He said, He that believeth on Me and is baptized shall be saved. He said, But these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them, not that just believe on Me, that believe that these signs will follow the name. In My name they will cast out devils. That's in Jesus' name, devils must bow their knee. Devils must come out in the name of Jesus. He didn't say war with them. He didn't say take them in as pets. He said in My name demons will come out. They'll cast out demons in My name. It's time we rise up to a place and recognize. I believe that at the name of Jesus, demons must come out of people. Demons must lead. Demons must bow their knees. Demon influences must bow their knees to the power of the name of Jesus when breathed from my lips, from your lips. No matter who we are, we believe on Jesus, then I believe the power that's in his name. Do you believe on his name? We believe in His name for salvation. Do you believe on His name? I believe on that name. I believe in that name. There is power in that name. Devils must bow their knees to that name. You ready for this one? They shall lay their hands on the sick in My name, and they shall recover. In other words, they'll touch people in My name, and those people who are sick will recover. Do you see that? They had, a, they had a, an understanding of this. They saw this. They recognized it. And they went about doing those very things. And God was with them, and signs and wonders followed In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, the latter part, don't turn to it, but the latter part of that verse that He's the same forever. Now the word that's used there in the Greek, that Jesus is the same forever, means by translation, perpetuity. And what that's saying is that Jesus is not only the same yesterday and today, but Jesus is the same throughout eternity for an endless time. If you could think of Him from the beginning, if we can possibly do that in our narrow minds, in our limited minds, our finite minds, if we can possibly do that, Jesus would be the same from eternity past. Jesus would be the same in the present. Jesus will be the same perpetually throughout the eternal ages. From the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, Jesus is the same, was the same, is the same, will always be the same. So as long as there is a tomorrow, tomorrow He'll be the same. As long as there is the next day, the next day He'll be the same. And it it, it doesn't matter how many yesterdays have gone by, Jesus was the same, Jesus is the same, Jesus will always be the same. Now here's here's the catch. Turn to Psalm 78 and we'll close it here. Psalm 78. What's the difference, you say? Why is it that we don't see Jesus doing the same things today as He did them back then in Bible times? Why is it that we don't have as many manifestations of the power of God as we see back then in Bible times? Why is it we see and hear about greater workings of God's power back then? How can they believe the mane would be made whole and here be put back on and not even challenge that? The medical profession of this day would certainly try to challenge something like that. What did this man possess that he could put an ear back on a person's face and that ear stay there or, or recreate another one? Body parts that were removed. Who knows how or which way? Maybe just deformed, not, not born with certain limbs. But right there before their eyes, we see them restored to, 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 to wholeness once again. Beloved, I believe we're living in the most precious hour of time right now. I believe that the people of God are rising up to a place where they are believing that all things are possible with the God that they serve. And it doesn't matter what the condition is. It doesn't matter what it appears to be. That the God that we serve is almighty in power. And we will see explosions of God's almightiness as a result. We will not limit the Holy One of Israel like they did back then. I want you to see this with me in Psalm 78. Beginning at verse Verse 36. <clears throat> He's talking about in this, in this particular psalm, Israel's deliverance. How God was good to them. How God delivered them. How God brought them forth. There was not one feeble among their tribe. The God of which we speak today, beloved, He brought them forth. In mighty power, in demonstration of His His compassion, of His love, of His ability, of His strength, He healed them of every sickness and every disease. There was not one feeble among their tribe. They were all healed, delivered, and set free, and sound, and whole, in spirit, soul, and body, as far as deliverance is concerned. They were free of free people. They were limited in their righteousness, but they were free and bondage to no one. He brought them forth. Not one sick or feeble person among their tribe. That was the testimony. And God says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. I am the Lord, your healer. Now that I've brought you out, now that you're set free, now that you've crossed the Red Sea, you're on the other side. I want to be to you, Jehovah Rapha, the one who keeps you free from sickness and disease. And I won't permit any of that stuff ever to come back upon you, for I am the Lord that healeth you. That's what He said to them. But you know what? They forgot. Look at what happened. Nevertheless, they did flatter Him with their mouth. They lied to Him with their tongues. Their heart was not right with Him. Neither were they steadfast in His covenant. Make note of that. He delivered them with a mighty hand. He revealed Himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, their great physician. But they changed. God doesn't change. Jesus never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But they changed. How do they change? Verse 37 tells us. Their heart was not right with Him. Neither were they steadfast in His covenant. Their hearts were not right. They didn't walk in the covenant like they were supposed to. Because He said, if you will keep My covenant, if you'll keep My statutes, My judgments, My laws, if you'll walk uprightly before Me in your heart, then I'll take sickness and disease away from the midst of you. The number of your days I will fulfill. But they were not right in their hearts. They did not keep the covenant of God. They changed. And verse 38. But He, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, destroyed them not. Many a time turned His anger away, and did not stir up all His wrath. For He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away, cometh not again. How often did they provoke Him in their wilderness, and grieve Him in the desert? Yea, they turned back. And tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. Make note of this. Write it down, this definition. They limited. To limit means to confine, to restrain, or, to, or the place that's enclosed within a boundary. Confine, to restrain. It is the place enclosed within a boundary. People talk about us putting God in a box thinking that we've, we, we've got Him in a box where He's going to do all that we want Him to do. Well, you know what? It's when you don't expect Him to do all that He wants to do that He's placed in a box. He is limited. He's in an enclosed place. He cannot be free. He's not free to move out to deliver His people. That's exactly what He said. They, they limited Me. Within themselves, within their hearts and within their minds, they limited Me. They limited the Holy One of Israel. They restrained Him. They confined Him. Beloved, God is being the same, same way today. He's being restrained. He's being confined. He's being enclosed within a place that says all He does today is save. All He does today is see to it that your sins are forgiven, that you can go to heaven. Well, beloved, I want you to know something. Today is the day of salvation. And today our God is the same. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ Him from the dead. The God of all the universe, the, the one that made the heaven, the sea, and earth, and all the He is the same today as He was way back then when He brought forth all the foundations of the world. When He brought forth all the kingdoms of the world. He is the same today and He changeth not. And today, the only way He's not going to be doing these things in our lives is if we restrain Him, if we confine Him, if we enclose Him into this narrow-minded place where all that He does today is save. And that's all there is to it. And in some circles, He doesn't even do that. Just join the church and you're okay. Well, beloved, it's time we rise up and are bold to proclaim the God that we serve is the same today and forever. He changeth not. He saves. He heals. He delivers. He sets people free. He binds up the wounds and the broken hearted. He is still the same today as He was then and He he changeth not and will never change. He is still active among His people and all the, the wonders and the signs and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost that we saw demonstrated in Bible times are still here for us today. Being filled with the Holy Ghost, speak with other tongues, laying hands on the sick, having them recover. All the things that He said that He did, He still does today. Let us not limit our God today. Let us not limit Him in our thinking, and our spiritual and mental understanding. You ready to set Him free? You ready to turn Him loose and let Him go free? I'm ready right now. Let's let Him be free. He wants to move right now, in this atmosphere, in this place, to show that He is the same God today as He was yesterday. And will always be the same forever. In demonstrating mighty signs and mighty wonders. In healing the sick. In delivering those who are captive and bound. He is the Lord God that changeth not. He is the same even today. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that your God is the same this morning? Do you believe that Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday? Do you believe he'll be that way forever? Throughout eternity? Throughout the eternal ages. Even when you wake up tomorrow morning, you get up and it's tomorrow. But you see, it's going to be today. And He's the same. So it doesn't matter what the need is tomorrow or the next day or the next day. He is the same. He changeth not. Beloved, let's not allow our hearts to change. Let's not allow our hearts to change. Let's not allow men to speak unto our hearts and to our minds and tell us that He's any different than He was when He walked the earth. He's the same today. Do you trust in Him today? What's the key? What's the key? Are you ready? The Jesus of yesterday, one touched in faith, always met the need of every person who ever came. They sought to touch Him. For if they did, they were made whole. The woman with the issue of blood heard of Jesus She touched His garment. She kept saying, the Amplified Bible says, if I touch His garment, I will be whole. She kept saying that. If I touch Him, I will be whole. Let's tell people today that Jesus can be touched by faith. This is what is necessary. This is what is needed. This is why we spend so much time teaching people faith. Beloved, He can be touched today by your faith. He can be touched today by my faith. Our faith can come into vital contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the Creator God of all the universe. And the results will be the identical same. Deliverance, healing, the power of God manifestation. Our faith can touch Him. Your faith can touch Him. You know, beloved, we live in a day that people are offended when you tell them these things. You know why? And don't be this type of a person. Because they'll say, are you saying that I don't have enough faith to be healed? And we've got so defensive when it comes to this that we back off and we say, well, you have faith, and we know you have faith. And if you're not healed, well, we just know what to do about it. But you know, you've got faith. Beloved, why don't we look to the Bible, and why don't we be honest with one another? You know what the Bible says? You know what Jesus said of yesterday? Peter, O ye of little faith... Oh Jesus! How dare you say that? Certainly couldn't have been Peter's faith that did get him to walk back on the water. Peter's a faith man; his faith could never fail. You know what, beloved? If my faith is faltering, if my faith is failing, and one of you come up to me and say, "Brother, remember your faith. Where's your faith?" You know what? That statement will make you just wake up. You know you're right. Do you know you're right? Man, did did I even hear the words I was saying myself? Lord Almighty, you're right. We shouldn't become offended. You think about the things Jesus told people. There's a storm out there on the sea and they're going to die. And Jesus, after being awakened by them, says, Where's your faith? Didn't He say that to them? Were they upset or offended? They said, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey Him? It excited them. You saying that I've got that kind of faith? Glory be to God. Let me do something. Because, beloved, when I know that my faith is not where it should be, it's not up to par because I'm not having the results I should be having, that should give me incentive to get into the Word of God because my faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and have my faith perfected in Him. Smith Wigglesworth said it this way. In perfect results, in perfect faith. Perfect faith, perfect results. Let's not become offended because someone points out the fact that, look, our faith can work to get the job done. Let's be inspired. Let's be excited about it. Let's take the initiative to get in the Word of God and say, yes. If there's any change to be made, it's on my part to get my faith in God where it belongs. Would we be offended today if Jesus walked up to us and said, where is your faith? Or, oh, ye of little faith, would we be upset about that? How about this? Brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. I know you just got a little... Would that get your dander up? Oh, you have little faith. That's what Jesus told the people. Think about that. Because He wanted them to know you can have greater faith. Now, what about this? What about this? Right there, they're coming from the east and the west, from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and He said, you know what? I've not found so great faith in all of Israel. Not in the life of a Jew, but in a centurion, a Roman centurion. Jesus acknowledged when great faith was manifested. Two times. He said to the Samaritan Phoenician woman, O woman, great is your faith. You had no basis for faith. No foundation for faith. You had no legal rights. No covenant rights. No family rights. No human rights. You had no rights whatsoever to come to me and ask me to deliver your child. But yet you came and you came in faith. O woman, great is thy faith. I thank God that I could stand with her and others, as Jesus said, great is thy faith, instead of, oh, he of little faith. And if my faith is little, then I've got to do something about getting it to be strong. Be strong in the Lord. What about Abraham, who was strong in faith? The Bible points out those who are strong in faith, beloved, doesn't it? And so when, when Jesus said, look, it's because you're not ha- using the, your faith like you should. We should take heed to that. Do something about it. Let's get our hearts right with God. And beloved, this steps on my toes as well as anybody else's. Let's get ourselves right with God. Let's get the true vision of Jesus. Let's see Him, the miracle worker that He is. And let's proclaim boldly He is the same today in my life. Can you say amen? Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life.